when you find someone online and and you reach out to them or they reach out to you, what what happens next that sometimes throw things off path? Uh, people are like, oh, you live in Queens. I'm in Brooklyn. See you next lifetime. You know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> We're all guilty. Yeah. I've literally unmatched someone when I saw like Long Island City and I was like, wow, what a great guy. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> From Slate Studios in Brooklyn, New York, it's how to win the online dating game. I'm your host, Charles Duhigg. And now it's time to meet today's contestant, Tracy. Hey, Charles. Hey, Tracy. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking some time to visit with us. Sure. This is exciting. And Tracy, where do you live? I live in a city called Dumfries, Virginia. It's 30 miles south of Washington, D.C. And have you been single for a while? My last serious relationship was 2014. Okay. Okay, so it's been it's been a yeah. little while. Yeah, it's been a long while. <laughs> and let me ask you, if I was looking at your your profile on Match or on OkCupid or one of these websites, what what would it say? It would say like single, professional, female, um, independent, likes to work out, live music in the beach. You know, it's very basic. Maybe it's too basic. Tracy has a lot going for her. She's got a good job. She's in her early 50s and she's fit and active. But when it comes to finding Mr. Right, she worries that she's doing it all wrong. Or that something is working against her. I've been noticing a trend on some of the online dating sites where... And I've read an article, and I can't remember where I read this article, but I printed it out for my friends, that African-American females are the least likely to get asked out. And that sucks. You're an African-American single woman yourself? I am, yep. The reason why that's something worth mentioning is because, as Tracy said, there was this OkCupid study a few years ago that found that Black women receive far fewer messages and get far fewer replies when they're reaching out to potential matches than any other group. And it's hard, because online dating is now the most popular way for couples to meet, according to studies. Even more popular than finding someone through friends or family. So how does Tracy stay true to herself and find true love? At my age, I think it's important to have a companion, somebody who wants to be with you, who's not just fly by night. Coming up, we'll talk with two experts on modern desire who have some tips for Tracy and everyone else who plays the online dating game. That's after this word from our sponsors. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Defender. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. 
The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off road challenges or harsh weather conditions. Built for the modern explorer, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. And cargo capacity means more room for your gear. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. A vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Tracy, tell me about the last date you were on. Did it go well? The last date date I was on, I actually had three dates with him, but on the third date, his intentions were different from mine, and I felt like I was misled, and so it did not end on a good note. Because all of these men are like, oh, looking for a serious relationship with a woman of my dreams or whatever. Okay, cool. That's I'm looking for that too, but yet... When it comes down to it, they're not. They're not. Or I'm something to try. Oh, I've never been with a black woman. Or You know what I mean? It's like I'm some project or something, which is totally annoying. And totally the kind of topic that might come up on the podcast, Thirst Aid Kit. If you haven't heard Thirst Aid Kit, you are missing out, my friend. It's this like funny and fascinating look at how pop culture shapes our lusts and our desires. It's also now part of the Slate podcast family. Beautiful hands. They're so big. Big and like they don't look skeletal. Like he just, <laughs> his hands just look very capable. Right. And as a woman with, you know, I'm Southern. I got a little something happening in the back. <laughs> I need to know that somebody can handle that. Thirst Aid Kit is hosted by Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Tracy. I'm Bim. Hi. And I actually thought that, um, that Tracy, that Nicole and Bim would be kind of these perfect advice givers for you because because their show is all about understanding desire and being honest with ourselves about mm-hmm. what, what we want and what we don't want and what other people want. And they're both women who date and they're women of color. Right. So Bim and Nicole, how have you thought about this in your own lives, uh, uh, like about how these dynamics of race and gender play out? Um, so it is really difficult for black women to date online, um, particularly if they are interested in dating outside of their race because of what Tracy mentioned. Um, men will say, I've never been with a black woman before. And so they're not looking at you because you're cute. You have a little cute button nose or because of your bio, they just see brown skin and they're right. like, okay, let me work on this jungle fever fantasy that I have, exactly. which is insulting and belittling and it makes you feel like crap. So I'm 42, so I also know about being, you know, no longer, quote unquote, young um, mm-hmm. and being on a dating app. Bim, what, what about you? Now, you're from the UK originally, right? I am from the UK, um, where we don't even do dating like Americans do. It's all very new for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're this very old country where people just sort of fell into relationships. They like, just eh. put on the powdered wigs. Essentially, like, right. that's basically <laughs> it. But I will say, you know, I did use a couple of the apps when I was in the UK, And yeah, it's difficult. I think it's difficult for everybody, but for some people, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. And I put us in a very kind of specific category um, of wading through all sorts of crap that ideally you would not be dealing with. Right, exactly. 
So, okay, so l- let's take a step back. Like, what would be the the first bit of advice you would give Tracy? Can I ask, um, what is your age range, your preferred age range? 45 to 60? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what did you say, hmm? <laughs> is that too um, broad? <laughs> no, not at all. I would even suggest widening it even more, even younger, I think, well, if you're I comfortable. I'm comfortable, but I'm finding that a lot of women who are over a certain age don't even get looked at because we're over a certain age. So if you're in my age category, if you're a man in your 50s, a lot of them want women in their 30s, you know, or even 20s. And so in order for me to try to see if there's somebody at least my age who wants to be around somebody my age, I have to say, okay, well, maybe 40 or 45. But heck, yeah, I'm good with 35. <laughs> I'm good with that. And it's funny because I don't look 54. Um, which can I, ju- can I just goodness. say, Tracy, I already knew that even yeah, before you said yeah. it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I bet she looks 36. <laughs> yeah, I would say try a 35-year-old if that's what you feel comfortable with. You will actually be surprised by how many men and you know i won't i won't say that they're all all their intentions are good but right. there are a lot of 30 35 year old men who are very interested in 50 and up okay so there's the first rule expand your parameters to increase your odds you know live a little and also i wonder if you could maybe in your bio um add like a funny quote or something kind of funny, something from a movie, put more of your personality into it, make a little mm-hmm. quip, link your um, Instagram account. Some dating apps have it where you can link a, a favorite song from Spotify or you can link your Spotify account so people can see what kind of music you're into. It's such a delicate balance of trying to be funny and not quite knowing the other person's sense of humor and trying to appeal to a broad base, but not too broad. And you definitely want to give a, an idea of who you are, but you also don't want to like put your whole life bio in there. Right. I was born I in a farm right. in 19... 19- yeah, right. no one's looking for that, right? Exactly. Here's the next rule. Your bio should be more personality than information. And studies bear this out. You don't need to give someone a full picture of your life. You just need to give them this kind of interesting snapshot. I will say you kind of have to do a kind of a minus and a plus. Like you you essentially add something one week and take it away the next and see what people respond to. There was a time I had a weird quote and people would respond to it either well or not well at all. And you're like, all right, well, take that out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a constant uh, it's a constant battle of trying to figure out what do people want? Right. My opening line is Southern, but not a bell. So that way mm. they know not to expect a submissive, genteel kind of person. And mm-hmm. it just shines a spotlight a little bit on what they have to deal with if they do decide to approach you. And and so, Tracy, like if I was reading your bio right now on your on your your dating sites, mm-hmm. what would it say? Like, what's the first sentence? Single professional female. The same old boring uh, line. Yet Nicole's shaking her head. She does not like that. <laughs> Bim neither. Okay. Okay. So let's workshop it. So what? What's the most unique thing about you, Tracy? Um, I I like to upcycle things. I make stuff. My handle's either DIY girl or something like that because I work with tools. I build furniture. I make old stuff look new. 
I would say um, something like, I make old stuff look new, but you need to look good from the beginning. <laughs> I don't know, like something, like yeah. something a little, you know, a little bit of an attitude because right. they need a little, a little heat. At putting single professional female, hopefully they know that you're single. You don't need to put that. You don't need to put that you're a female. The professional thing is also, honestly, for most people, a turn off, even though, you know, they want you to have a job, but they don't want you to rub their noses in it. And I know this sounds awful. Right. It sounds terrible. But I'm not saying that you should just be like, oh, I'm a, you know, stay at home, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's still just like it can be a little intimidating because people get this idea of what a professional woman is. And what she wants. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it is. Because my boss, um, I asked him, like, what he thought. And he says, you're intimidating. I'm like, why? So I never got that. It's because you speak in full sentences and have a job. Like that's that's how basic yeah. it is. It's not even. It's it sounds. Well, this is obviously a massive generalization. Right. But the the simple idea. People always say that I want someone who's independent and does this, that, and the other. But essentially, a good number of people on these apps are looking for someone who they feel somehow bigger than, more mm. than. Yeah, and and you know, most of us we want to be needed. So if someone sees single professional female, that reads, she doesn't need me. What does she need me for? Again, it's not to say lie. It's not to make yourself smaller. It's just kind of like you'll reveal these things when they have proven worthy to get this information from you. Here's another tip. On the one hand, you want to be honest about who you are. But but on the other hand, you don't want to give away too much too soon. And you can be a little provocative. You, you want to leave people curious. It's a game, right? It's okay to maintain some mystery. So so what do you think, like, what would... Tracy, if you were coming up with the first line of your of your Bumble uh-huh. profile, like, what are you thinking? Well, actually, since you said this stuff about the old stuff look new, I would probably put, I make old stuff look new and new stuff look old. Which category do you fit in or something like that? Yes. There you go, yes. Tracy. Look at that. Yes. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> A live workshop. Yes. Yes. I love Man, it. I don't think we've ever solved something like this so fast. That's intriguing, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But I think so much of dating, I think, ultimately is a numbers game. I don't believe in soulmates. I think you find people who like what you like and you like what they like. And then you try and sort it out around life's many variables. I don't think there is any specific magic formula here. I think it really is just trying and trying again and then, you know, take a break and then (laughs) try again. So the one thing we haven't talked about is photos, right? Because mm. the photo matters so much in these profiles, right? right. Yeah. I, I, I. So, for example, the, the the app I use the most is Tinder, and that allows nine photos currently. Um, and of course, I make sure I look amazing in each one (laughs) i have a formula that is not foolproof at all but i'm like a couple where i look like a professional human being doing a job you know 
If right. I went to the beach that summer, there's a beach photo because hello, bikini slash, <laughs> you know, little cover up. Oh, look, it's me with a dog to show I care about small creatures. It's me with <laughs> right. my friend's baby because babies are cute. But also, I don't want a baby right now, etc. You're trying to tell a narrative mm-hmm. with these right. photos. And it's very difficult to gauge. But, you know, the, what, what I also really like about Tinder is that you essentially can rotate which of the photos is the lead photo. Mm-hmm. So you can be mm-hmm. like, oh, they respond to the Afro out or when it's in braids or yeah. when it's in a, and it's kind of again massively tiring <laughs> but it's the game that we play right now tracy what what photos do you have in your profile right now um i have things that i like to do so there's there's probably one of me either patching drywall um there's one with me at work with my glasses on and then there's one glamorous photo somewhere like a full body shot that my sister took or something like that. I try to put my hobbies in there um, to show that I'm kind of like multifaceted or or something. That sounds really good. And again, the fact that you have pictures of you um, putting up drywall and stuff, again, that's like, you got to impress me, right? Right. Like I can do this. (laughs) Can you do it? Like, I love that. I love that. (laughs) I love the glamour shot. I love the full body shot. I have, I I only have one full body shot because I'm like, that's enough. If you want to see me, you can ask me on a date so again this all boils down to it's not anything that you are doing wrong it is just that your pool is too small right now yeah yeah Yeah. it's like a kiddie pool yeah (laughs) so tracy may be fishing in the kiddie pool but at least we've learned a few tips for casting a wider net however there's still the other thing that tracy mentioned As a black woman in America, online dating is simply harder. And when we come back, Bim and Nicole will offer some ideas on how to deal with that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On Debt, Sex, and Money, we feature interviews with you, our community of listeners, getting honest about uncomfortable things. I developed an illness where it isn't safe for me to drive. A friend once said to me, sex is like air. You don't think about it until you're not getting enough. This is a similar sort of thing if you just replace sex with driving. Listen to Debt, Sex, and Money wherever you get podcasts. And we're back with Tracy and our two experts, Nicole and Bim, of Thirst Aid Kit. Let me ask you this, because I think that a lot of the advice that you guys are giving is great advice for everyone, right? Everyone who's listening, like they should have good profiles and we should have standards mm-hmm. and we should we should 
communicate with kind of an open heart, but not be suckers. But what what do you think that she should be thinking about that's a little bit different? Because she is a, a woman of color. Honestly, it just seems to me that walking into something with the knowledge that something is different for you is half the battle. I think yeah. so many of my wonderful non-black friends will say, I can't believe you're single. How can it be? You're amazing. Right. And I'm like, this is not right. news to me. I am great. <laughs> yeah. And I've said this to a couple of friends who are not black who kind of say that. And I say, hey, when you say that, do you understand there is a whole system situation that I cannot overcome, however wonderful I am? Right. And that I think that knowledge just helps me just kind of breathe through <laughs> some of the nonsense I encounter. I think genuinely, honestly, a lot of the time what I'm looking for is someone to acknowledge alongside with me that this thing is weird and a little bit messed up. Exactly. And not think that you're crazy. Right. Right. I don't think they quite understand the difficulty that I'm having because they're not black. They, right. They don't. They don't get it. You know, they're blondes or they're like, well, what about your standards? Are they too high? Or, you know, they just they they think I'm either making it up or exaggerating because we are so close that we don't see color when we see each other. We just I just see my best friends. You know, they're just they just don't understand what I'm going through. Like you're just expressing what you know to be truth. Right. You've lived it. You right. understand it. You have the language for it. You know exactly what it is. And I think that also helps me kind of understand when I, you know, I'm going through, I'm on one of the apps or both or three or whatever, that being single is not, first of all, it's not a curse. But the second thing is kind of like, sometimes it's out of my control. And there's an urge to beat yourself up. What am I doing wrong? What am I, how, what am I messing up? And it's like, well, sometimes it's outside of you. And that's okay. It's important to think about that and to not carry this weight as though you have failed at dating. Sometimes it's just more difficult. And that's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is. Nicole, you had mentioned like this, this ever-present thing, which I've heard from, from other women who are friends of mine of saying like, I don't want to be the project, right? Yeah. What are the things that make you think like, ah, this, this guy's in it for the wrong reasons? Um... Honestly, I have gotten to a point where I just straight out ask, have you ever dated a black woman before? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll say yes. And then they'll ask me, have I ever dated a white man or an Asian man or whatever before? And I'll say yes. And, you know, then we kind of go from there. And I just pay attention to their language. You know when you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I mean, if they right. don't, if they don't tell you very explicitly, I've never been with a black woman before and I've always wanted to. Yeah, that's a sign. Run. Yeah. <laughs> How frequently does that happen? Like someone actually saying something like like that sort of blatant and every cycle I'm oh, on the yeah. every cycle I'm on the all the yeah. time. Really? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Almost all the time. A, I would say on a monthly basis. Yeah. This is this is exhausting to keep all this stuff going on in your brain. Like there's yes. so many like subtexts and yeah. like Imagine how tired we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this though. Do you do you do you worry that one of the effects of this is to make you too cynical. Like, Tracy, do you feel like that's something that you've experienced? Well, I've experienced it, but I, I just try to be open-minded. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt because I can be a little critical. Like if somebody is works at an auto body shop or something and he comes and he's got on his, his auto body shirt with his name Hank on it or whatever his name is or if his nails are dirty or if his car is a piece of crap, you know, I shouldn't yeah. be that way. And, and I've changed that because my car was a piece of crap, you know. 
So how do you guys think that Tracy should calibrate this? Like, how does she stay like kind of open minded and not not cynical, but at the same time have lines in the sand? I mean, well, I think her um, her boundaries about first dates and looking like you're well groomed or that you at least put some effort in it is important because if you if if he's not putting forth any effort, that's going to be indicative of the rest of the effort he gives. Because women go through a lot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Day. And something like dirty nails, which I completely understand because yep. that is a health issue. Um, <laughs> keep them short and keep them <laughs> clean. Like, come on. But on the other Now I'm looking at my nails. Yeah. You guys have me all paranoid about my nails now. Everyone should be looking at their nails. <laughs> so let me ask you, if you were talking to right now, To the men of this world, what advice would you give to men listening to this about how to be better on dating websites and just dating in general? Um, I would tell men to stop holding on to the fantasy woman that they formed when they were 12. Hmm. The idea, whatever fantasy idea that they have of whether it's a willowy redhead, whether it is, you know, this bodacious blonde, you know, whether it is a a very fair skinned black woman or whatever, like whatever fantasy that they had that they're just like, this is what I deserve because I'm a dude and I want the best of the best. The best of the best comes in all different shapes and sizes and colors and and job professions and all this kind of stuff. Tracy, what about you? If there's one thing you could tell um, men listening, what would you tell them? I would probably tell them to just take a chance and, and, you know, just step out. If somebody seems interesting on paper, then take a chance. Have a cup of coffee. It's just coffee and see what happens. You just you won't know until you just step out on faith and see what happens. So let me ask one question that this raises for me. If we didn't have online dating, if this if this was all happening like it did like 30 years ago, like for our parents, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where you meet someone in a bar or you you meet them because you have friends in common, would it be better? Like is 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 the world a worse place because we have online dating? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I actually get, I think people, I can, I can kind of feel who's attracted to me if I'm talking to them face to face. And there's a lot of non-black men who find me attractive because they're talking to me. I will say with online dating uh, and like Nicole touched on something I thought was very interesting was the gamification of it. And so it takes away stakes and I think it kind of also reduces you to very, very binary choices. You know, you have a specific age group, you have this race, you have this agenda, you have this religion, whatever, political leaning, whatever. I mean, there is sort of a tyranny of choice. And so I'm clicking endlessly. Yeah. So on the one hand, yeah, shout out to technology, progress, great. And on the other, it's kind of like, well, I'd probably be married with four kids. <laughs> you know, like it's just one of those things. The world changes. The world is different. I don't. I try not to kind of lament it either way. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. For me, I feel like the last two relationships or situationships or whatever you want to call them that I've had have been from online dating, mm-hmm. and they were mostly really good experiences. I think what helps is that I do take breaks. I will deactivate my account for a little bit, and then 
come back to it because mm-hmm. when I find myself getting very frustrated and very short with men um, on the apps that's when I'm like okay this has been too much it's, it's no longer pleasurable it's not fun so let me just take a break and right. then I'll come back to it yeah. and that helps just like a little reset well I have to say you know normally we like do these calls and and someone calls in with a problem and the experts give them advice and but I feel like I have learned so much <laughs> As as someone who will never be a single woman of color, yeah. <laughs> that is true. I, I actually feel like I learned so much. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys, to to Nicole and to Bim and to Tracy. Like, thank you so much for being so honest with us and for sharing how to be in this world and and love and support. Hopefully, people who date while black and while white and while married. And well, hopefully, you're not dating while you're married. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully, to all be better people. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Tracy for sharing her story with us. And thanks to Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi. To hear more of their witty observations on pop culture and desire, you should definitely subscribe to their Slate podcast, Thirst Aid Kit. Do you have something that we can help you with? Send us an email at slate.com and we might have you on the show. And finally, we would love it if you would give us a review and a rating on wherever you get your podcasts. How To's executive producer is Derek John. Rachel Allen is our production assistant, and Merritt Jacob is our engineer. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Special thanks to Asha Saluja and Cher Vincent. I'm Charles Duhigg. Thanks for listening. <laughs>